The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. We have, as you are aware, someone that is very, 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 very special now, um, in, in, I think way back, you know, when I just gave my life to Jesus, I used to attend a church called Freedom Hall, and the church was about 5,000 people or something, and, you know, and it would come, and I would just sit down there, and I'm like, wow, you know, and it would teach and teach and teach, and I'm like, wow, you know, and then, um, and kept coming to teach us and to grow us. And who knows that, I didn't know then that today I would be a pastor <laughs> and I would, you know, have the honor of um, bringing him to minister. He's here with his, with his wife. I mean, she's also been a tremendous blessing to us. Let's pronounce together for her. I mean, um, we, we, we've had, I've had the opportunity of sitting down with her, you know, and, and just talking and, you know, and that period has just been amazing for me, you know, and, and such blessing she is um, to, to, to us, you know. So, um, he needs no introduction, I'm sure you know. He's a medical doctor. She's also a medical doctor. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's, um, he's, 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 he's one of the fathers of the faith in this nation, if you will, as, um, as, as it stands. So let's put our together for the Lord Jesus as we welcome Dr. Okeo Nuzo to bring the word of, of, of God. Let's, let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My wife and I have great pleasure in coming here. Amen. We want to thank the Lord for the ministry of our brother, Pastor Femi, and what God is doing through him and through all of you. He said, he said if you give a price, every worker here will receive a price. That's wonderful. You don't have, have that everywhere. And you know, loyalty and dedication, they are not they are inspired and that's a great testimony amen let us bow our heads to pray Lord we give you praise this is your doing it is marvelous in our eyes receive the glory in the name of Jesus Christ for you are raising up for yourself here a people who will love you and serve you faithfully all their days so that when this life is over, they will be counted as your stars in heaven. We're so grateful. And we ask that you may grant us grace to step out of the way so that the people will hear you. And then your kingdom will prosper. This is our heart's desire. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Come with me to James Chapter 5. James chapter 5. 
Our meditation is titled, Born of God, Born of God. Verse 16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Verse 17, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Verse 18. And he prayed again. And the heaven gained rain. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. Praise God. I want you to swing over to 1 Kings 17 verse 1. The Bible says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. One of the things that we learn from scripture is that men and women of the Old Testament, they lived under an inferior dispensation. Why was their dispensation considered inferior? Because they had to actually literally work out their salvation. Because righteousness was based on works. Righteousness was based on works. Approval before God was based on works. And yet... A man was so empowered in that system. He was so empowered that he could come before the king. You know, kings, there are no kings like that anymore, anywhere. Who have the power of life and death. And this man walked into the presence of the king of the day and said, as long as God Almighty is alive, before whom what? I stand. That's a relationship. I stand before God. And so, there will be no rain here until I, Elijah, say so. You and I need to savor this scripture. And begin to ask, say to ourselves, if a man of the old dispensation can speak for God with such authority, what are we doing? What are we doing? If a man of the old dispensation can be so bold, what are we doing? Christianity is wonderful to come into church Fellowship with brethren. Sing and rejoice 
testify of the goodness of God. All of that is wonderful. But Christianity, my brother, is a power game. It's a power game. Here is a king. And here is a man. I want you to notice something about Elijah. That's why I love him. Look at that scripture. Before verse 17, you never heard about the man. And the verse 17, verse 1 says, and. You know, you know, for those of you who studied English, what is the meaning of that? You see, there's, there will always be an antecedent, something that has gone before, before you put the word and. Yes. For this man, there is no antecedent. And Elijah the Tishbite. Unknown. See? It's like you and I sitting in the pew. Nobody has ever heard about you. Nobody has ever heard about me. But then one day you appear. And why do you appear? Because you stand before who? Yes. Because you stand before God. Because I stand before God. And Elijah the Tishbite. See, there are many people who sit on the pew Sunday after Sunday. They don't consider themselves important. Because, you see, we run a system of religion that makes superstars. Okay? So, when you, when you think about God, you think about the superstars. But here is a man that, is, that has no pedigree at all. You know, there are scriptures like that that I love. One of them is in, J, in uh, Exodus chapter 2. He said, and a man of uh, Levi took a wife of the tribe of Levi. You know, nameless. You have to do six chapters before you find out who they were. So a man of the tribe of Levi took a wife of the tribe of Levi. <laughs> but because they had something inside, you and I know their name now. That's what Christianity is about. Ordinary people in their quiet corners understanding God and his ways and one day God will throw them out. It's so important that you and I get that. Elijah said there will be no rain not until God says so. Oh, oh. Because God has Put all that power in his what? Pocket. Yes. It pleased God to release the power to endorse Elijah's authority. And that's what Christianity is all about. You know, every time you read scripture about Elijah, you're amazed. You see what he said to Obadiah? Come with me. To 1 Kings 18. 1 Kings 18. Look at verse 2. Verse 1 and 2. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was a sore famine in Samaria. Okay? Run all the way down and come to verse 7. 
And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, and fell on his face, and said, Art thou that my Lord Elijah? And he answered him, I am. Go tell your Lord, behold, who is here? Oh, yes. Go tell your master, Elijah is here. <laughs> Elijah is here. And Obadiah went into a long story. He said, Oga, you want to kill me? <laughs> you want to kill me? There is no nation on earth. The king has not sent men to look for you. And everywhere they went and they said they can't find you, he made them swear. If they ever find you in their place, they're in trouble. Do you know that God can hide you that nobody can find you? And yet you are there. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It is simply amazing. When men stand before God, it is different. It is different. I want you to see in, in Luke chapter 1 what happened to Zacharias. Because here is a man, the Bible says, was old. And then the, 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 the angel Gabriel came to him and said, Zachariah, your prayers have been heard. Your wife Elizabeth is going to have a baby. Okay? So, you know, be expectant. And, uh, and you know what Zachariah said? I'm sure he said something like, I think you must have the wrong Zachariah. Apparently, there is another Zachariah. He too is a priest. And his wife also is a barren. Mm. Maybe you should go or that's where you are sent. You missed your way. I love how the angel replied. He said, I am Gabriel. I stand before the God of what? All the earth. He said, I stand before the God of all the earth. And the question is, Zachariah, if that God says your wife will have a baby, what has her age got to do with it? What has her age got to do with it? You and I need to sit down quietly and begin to savor the omnipotent God so that boldness can come into us. So that every time you appear before God, when you come out, you are bold. You're fearless. You're courageous. Because they've infused you. They've infused into you something of the divine. You see, in the natural, there is nothing we can do. In the natural. But when we appear before God, the God of all the earth, something of him is transmitted into us. And then we become totally different. The one and most interesting thing I have mentioned is that these people, these people, their covenant is what? Inferior. Okay, now let's go to John chapter 1. Let us go to John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, verse 1 says, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. 
all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not what? Comprehend it. Now, that statement is so vital. You see, the light is shining in the darkness. And the darkness could not resist it. And so, you see, when they say you are children of light, you are children of light, you need to understand what that means. You know, you and I need to enter into the revelation. He said that light shines in the darkness. Okay, we come in. Verse 6 says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. You know, when you read verse 9, you need to stop. He said, that is the true light that gives light to every man. Sinner or saint gives light to every man coming into the world. That's why the Apostle Paul could write in Romans chapter 1. He said the knowledge of God is in them. The knowledge of God is in them. It's in their conscience. God is revealed in them already. They will have to reject him. He was in the world, verse 10 says. And the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his very own people, and his own did not receive him. Then verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of who? Of God. To those who receive Jesus, to those who accept Jesus as their Lord and their Savior, to those who embrace the light that came into the world, they were not born of man. They are not born of the will of man. There is nothing like my converts as the converts of Jesus. He said to them that received him, he gave the power. He released the authority to go about the world as what? Children of God. Do you know that there are only two families on earth? There's no third family. I'll show it to you. Come with me, 1 John 3.10. We're going to look at that scripture subsequently, but let's just look at 1 John 3.10. So you can know that there are only two families. The Bible says, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are what? Manifest. There's no third family. So the, this is how you recognize the people who are children of God and the people who are what? Children of the devil. There is no third family. Somebody will say, somebody will say, well, 
If I'm not a child, a child of God, I'm also not a child of the devil. I say, sorry. Sorry. Like one man said to me, I know there is God. I know there is devil. But I've told both of them to leave me alone. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. There's no neutrality. In the spiritual realm, I'm neutral. No, you're not neutral. You belong to the devil. Yes. You see, because you see, a man came to the preacher and said, what can I do to go to hell? The preacher said, nothing. Just go on. You're already there. Just keep going. You see, you only have to do something to go to heaven. As you are now, the way you are, you're already uh, on the freeway to hell. Yes. And so, you see, you cannot say, well, I, I, I'm neutral. No, that you can't be neutral. You can't be neutral. To be a child of God, you have to do something. To be a child of the devil, do nothing. You already are. And so there are many people who need to be sure whose child they really are. Because the Bible tells us how you can examine yourself to know whose child you really are. Okay? It's important, therefore, that you and I savor, savor what it means to be born of God. I always tell this story about a young man. He's my relation. I know his father. His father is late now. I knew his father. He too is late, apparently. I knew his father very well. You know, I don't know how many of you lived uh, in the 50s and 60s. I don't know. But you know, in those days, men used to wear their trousers with side buckle. Do you know what side buckle is? Oh, ho. You see, they didn't wear belts in those days. They wore side buckles. You use it to fasten your trousers. It's like a clip. They put a little thing on the side. You use it to tighten it. You know, but you know, because it didn't go around your waist, now and again, it would tend to slip down. And the father of this boy had a very unusual habit. You know, he would do like this, you know, when the thing is trying to... He would do like, and then he would do like this. But for some strange reason, he would touch his nose. He would do like this, do like this, and do like this. About eight, ten years ago, this, his son came to my office. He doesn't wear buckles. He did like this. He did like this. He did like this. I say you're the son of uh, uh. <laughs> When you are born by somebody, when you are born by somebody, by the time somebody who knows that person sees you, he will stop you and say, is so and so your father? There must be something of him in you. That's why I say to people, you see, you, we can't really get away, too far away from our parents. You know, when we had children, when our children were small, they used to come to our bedroom. I would be driving them like flies. Go away, go to a room, go to a room, go to a room. When I was young, 
My father had his bedroom. If you've been to good hospitals where they make beds, you see how they make hospital beds stretched out. If they see one finger, you know, it will depress. It will leave a mark. Who put his hand here? If my father travels for one week, the bed will remain a... Uh, yes, so. That's how I grew up. And then these children are like, go away, go away. Go to your room. This is not for children. I'm driving them because that's the way they were. Ew. <laughs> you can't escape some of the things your father and your mother did. You see, it's rooted inside deep. Deep. Have you seen all these women? They will sit down. John, come. They won't get up. Peter, go and get. Paul, go and get. They don't get up. Go to their mother's house, you see. Peter, get up. <laughs> you cannot escape your parentage. That's why, you see, when you get born again, then God has to help you. So that a lot of those things that are negative, you can uh, get rid of. Yes. I met a couple in Chicago. Very nice Christian. The wife came to meet me. He said, my husband leaves me and this baby. Baby, three-month-old baby, at home. Goes to work. He doesn't come home till 8 o'clock. I'll be telling him, call us. Call us. I can't be left alone with this baby. He's driving me uh, crazy. There's no other adult. Call us just to say, how are you doing? So I asked him, I said, is that thing she's asking you to do difficult? He said, it's not. So why don't you do it? He told me it's from my father. He said, my father was very wicked, very hard. So I have to steal myself against him. So he said, I don't have any sentiment. So when you're talking all that, I said, oh, this is a baby something. Yeah, there with the baby. It's from his father. You can't escape. God has to help you. When they say you are born of God, you have to say, is it really true? Is there a nature of God? What? Show you. Show you. Is the nature of God showing? Am I revealing God in his holiness, in his beauty, in his glory, in his power? Am I revealing God? You and I have to sit down and say, I am born of God. So I must show God to who? To the world around me. I must show God to the world around me. When a man is born of God, something of God must enter him. Something of God must enter. And begin to manifest. And begin to show. And that's what God has called us to do. And he made it easier. And why did he make it easy? How did he make it easier? I want you to come with me. Verse 14 says, And the word became flesh. John 1, 14. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of what? Grace and truth. 
the glory of grace, they brought sinners. They brought us sinners. And instantly, they made us what? Saints. He has not sent us to qualify. He qualified us. He qualified. Everyone that comes is qualified. So you can appear before God. That's the whole idea. You don't have to wait to walk, <coughs> to become holy, to appear before God. No. You come, they'll qualify you. They don't send you and I as we are. They qualify us. That's why you can read in Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. He said, to him who first loved us. And then what did he do? He washed us from what? Our sins. He has to qualify us by washing us from our sins. By rendering invalid all our sins that are past. And that's why a man appears before God. He is qualified. He is not waiting to know God for six months to be born of God. No. He is not waiting to walk with God for 10 years, for 20 years, to be empowered by God. No. A man comes before God today. He's empowered by God today. Because he's qualified today. But do you know, do you know where the challenge now is? It's like we came to this church the way Jesus described in the parable in Matthew chapter 22. You know, he said, because the people who were invited did not come. He said, go to the highways, go to the hedges, command them to what? To come. And the Bible says the, the, the hall was furnished with guests. But say, when the master of the feast came, how many people did he see that did not have a wedding garment? One man. Have you ever asked yourself, how come it was only one man that didn't have a wedding garment? How can they go out to the road there, to the mechanics, to the, to the sellers of minerals and all the people, and then only one man didn't dress for the party? How, did, how is that possible? That tells you that there is a secret to the understanding of that story. And the secret is that it's the host that provides the wedding garment. So when you come to his party, he gives you something to wear. That's what salvation is. You come to Jesus, they give you something to wear. And that something is the righteousness of Christ that covers your own unworthiness. So instantly they make you worthy. So that you can appear before God. But you know when somebody gives you a white shirt. Beautiful sparkling white shirt. And you go to eat. You know in Iboland there's something we eat called roasted yam. You eat it with red palm oil. How many of you know it? Oh, <laughs> do you know the Odu? You use it to make Odu. Do you know Odu? Uh huh. When you when you win that contest, the person who lost will roast that yam for you with red palm oil. You know when you are eating it, 
<laughs> you have to be bending like this. Because the oil is going to... Yes. See, when they give you that wedding garment, it is sparkling. But they have left you a task. Don't stain it all. Don't stain it all. So that every time you want to appear before God, it will be entirely what? Spotless. That is the job. That is the job. When you take personal responsibility for your own white garment of righteousness, then you see you are every day you are watching out for the things that can stain it. Every day you're listening to your guide. Don't go there or there's something that will stain it. But you see, because we live in a world that is not that organized, now and again, invariably, some stain will fall on it. It's not that because they're giving you soap to wash it, every day you'll be rolling on the dust. You see, that's not Christianity. He said, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from... Uh, so you are rolling in the mud. <laughs> if I didn't roll in the mud, what work will the blood... Uh, uh, I have to make, give him some work. <laughs> That's what the apostle Paul was asking in Romans. Shall, because there is grace, shall we now begin to sin so that grace will be proven to work? We want to show you that grace works. So you go and commit adultery, fornication, embezzle fun. You can see now, grace works. <laughs> they forgive me everything. That's not Christianity. Christianity is because you appear before God, you cannot afford to have your dress what? Stained. You just can't afford. Now, what is going to drive you? It is that power. It is that power to appear and say, tell Ahab, Elijah is here. Tell Ahab, Elijah is here. He has to come and meet me here. Oh, yes. When a man is empowered, there is nothing you can do. If you mess with him, you pay. You know, you mess with him, you pay. You pay. That's why you can read uh, 2 Kings chapter 1. Elijah, Elijah was staying on the mountain. Amaziah sent army to arrest him. Oh, man of God, the king says to come down now. Elijah said, if I be a man of God, you know I'm a man of God. Let fire come from heaven. The king sent another. Oh, man of God, I don't take nonsense. Come down quickly. You don't take nonsense from a man of God? Okay, you take nonsense. Come down, fire. The third one came. Oga, sorry. Oga, I beg, please, 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 just have mercy. Uh, uh, please. And then, of course, God said, okay, you can go with them. This one is humble. <laughs> there is nothing like a man or woman who is empowered. We are not talking about superstars. We are talking about, I love one sister in our church years ago. She went to teach in a school. During the staff meeting, she will be talking. The principal will talk, she will talk. After the staff meeting, they called her. They said, ah, 
They are too bold, though. Nobody talks here. It's whatever they say, uh, we follow. Because you see, every year, the principal buries two cows alive. And the vice principal, in deference, buries one. And so when they come to the staff meeting, only two of them uh, talk. The girl said, only, go, only cow they buried. So I buried Jesus. They only bury cow and you're afraid of them. I bury Jesus now. When a man is empowered, he will dare everyone and everyone. We're not talking about super. No, we're talking about where you are. There are many people. No, the reason why I'm not prospering. My grandmother is a witch. My, my stepmother is a witch. He has gone to Babalawo to make something. Chai. We are talking about people who know who their father is. Do you know people who have prominent fathers in the world? When police arrest them, I say, I'm Mr. So-and-so. Omo, Baba. Eh, ah, okay. Well, you can be going. <laughs> I don't want Baba's... Uh, to, uh. <laughs> people who know who their father is, they are very bold. They're very daring. They take on every comma so that that glory can come to who? Their father. God is calling you and I to a life that is different. A life that is empowered. Ordinary people, has it ever occurred to you why Jesus chose the people he chose? His, the people he chose, they were illiterate. I hope you know that. They were unlettered. They did not go to school. If you and I were to choose people to spread a, a religion we brought, we will go and recruit professors. There were professors in his day, Gamaliel, all those people. They were very highly educated. They were learned. He did not go to them. He's employed something similar to what God asked Gideon to do. Choose the people that are most unlikely to succeed. Choose the people that nobody will ever imagine they can succeed. Those are the people I will use. So that when they succeed, people will know that this is not of man, but of who? Of God. That is the challenge of our calling. These men were born not of the will of man, not of the will of the flesh. They are born of God. And that's why, you see, if you don't meditate on the word of God in order to understand who you are, you will never act your parentage. You will always be kotoying and bowing to all kinds of forces in the world. Both spiritual and human. Do you know that you can come into a place? You know, you come into a place and you say to God, because I am here. Because you have sent me here, <clears throat> this place, you must be glorified. I insist. 
So whatever you want me to do, so that glory will come to you here by your grace, I will what? I will do it. You see, people who know who their father is, people who understand why God decided to have children of men, oh no, they rise up, they rise up, they rise up. Because they know that their father has all the resources to glorify himself in their lives. Did you listen to Jesus' prayer in John 17? His father, glorify your son so that your son can what? Glorify you. Yes. Say, father, glorify your son so your son can glorify you. It's, you see, when we come before God, desiring that he magnify and glorify his name in our lives, we are in the right place. We are in the right place. But you see, in John 17, 4, Jesus showed us how you glorify the Father. He said, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished all the work you sent me to do. You see, when God says to you, Go into that place. Be a secretary for me. Not be for the company. Be for me. Then I will glorify my name in your life. You don't go there and let the office swallow you. And then you begin to do things that are completely unchristian. Ah, no. That means you don't know who your father is. Yes, you don't know who your father is. You do Every Christian must go about knowing who their father is so that you, the world don't mess with you. You know? Somebody can come to you and make a proposal. You listen. You hear them out. And then you turn around and say, in my family, we don't do things uh, absolutely. So who is your family? Where is your family? Oh, I belong to the family of God. Uh-oh. I'm a child of light. I don't deal with darkness. It's about time the world starts hearing that from you and I. It's about time. Because unless we do that, we cannot have revival here. We cannot have men and women that can conduct the power of God. You see, the power of God can only be conducted by men. Angels can't do it. They, it has to come through men and women that he has chosen for who? For himself. I want to show you what he said to Israel. Come with me to Exodus 19. I want to show you what he said to Israel. You have seen, verse 4 says, what I did unto the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto who? Myself. I brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if, the word is if, you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of what? priests and unholy nation. Go and say this to the people. I am in search of a kingdom of what? Priests 
Do you know what priests do? They know how to enter the holy of... Uh, they know how to hear God so they can speak to the people. You see, we don't speak to men until God has spoken to us. Yes. That's why, you see, when Elijah said to Obadiah, go tell Ahab, Elijah is here. God said to Elijah, it's time to show yourself. You see, we, we are in the middle of a great power game. Our controller sits in heaven. He wants to showcase himself through us. And so every time we don't stand up, we disappoint him. We disappoint him. Every time we are intimidated by the world, we disappoint him. You see, Jesus came here. You know, Adam couldn't do it. Adam couldn't do it. Because, you see, the devil came and tricked him. Do you know what the devil said to Adam in the Garden of Eden? He said, you shall be like God. Knowing good and... Uh... But do you know that that's a lie? Adam was already like God. In his creation, he was already like God. And the devil said, you will be like God. You're already like God. You're already like God. He said he made man a little lower than himself. And that's the way the devil goes around. Using lies to deceive the people. So they're saying that you can't prosper unless you go with that man. He won't give you that contract. You bought it. Because you didn't know your father. You bought it. They say, oh, you would never find husband unless you sleep, you know, with him. You bought it because you didn't know your father. Many people are buying all kinds of lies. And you know, the reason why the devil is doing that is that he wants to make it impossible for you to appear before God with your garment, what? Clean. Yes. He knows that if you can appear before God with your garment clean, you will be empowered. And he does not want you to be empowered. Because, you see, once you're empowered, you can stand. I said, I dare you. I dare you. You will be here, you know, and you will know what David said. He said, he set a table for me. Where? Yes, so he didn't hide it. He wanted them to watch me eat. You need to understand you need to understand what it means to be born of God. Do you know that that's why, you know, yeah, may God does something, your driver does something, the spirit whispers, forgive them. You forgive them. You know, there are people that have about four drivers every year. Every year, they will employ up to four. If you ask them why, they say they're all foolish. All of them are foolish. There's a lady, you know, there's a lady, you know, every time her house girl, her house girls don't stay three months. I said, uh, why, why don't your house girls stay? He said, they're all daft. I said, mama, I think something is wrong with, uh... I said, they didn't go for PhD. They don't have PhD. Eh? Why are you expecting them to work as if they have PhD? If they have PhD, they won't be, uh... They won't be there. You see, when, when you don't understand your father, your father says grace. 
grace, mercy, compassion, you know, say grace and truth. That's what came to us so that we are children of grace. And those who have received grace are people who give what? Grace. You've received grace, so you give grace. I tell the story of a couple. They came to my office. They quarrel and they quarrel and they quarrel. And they were quarreling still in my office. So I asked them, I said, this thing you are telling me, when did it happen? The Christians, one said 10 years ago. This one said, no, it's eight years ago. I said, is it this eight-year-old matter? That we are still discussing uh, today. When you open the Bible, I say, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun uh, go down. Ha, the matter should have been ended that same day it happened. Before the sun. Uh, yes, because you want to keep your garment. Uh, yes. So that every time you need to be empowered. Do you know that nobody can be walking around with the power of God like that? No. You will die. You can't, you can't, you can't be empowered. You, you, nobody can contain it like that. That's why, you know, they came to Elisha and said, we need to hear from God. He said, bring me a minstrel. The anointing needs to come upon me. In other words, even though he had the double portion, of Elijah's anointing. It wasn't on him all the time. It can't be. That's why the devil in between, in between, in between, he wants to make sure that you don't get it. But what I say to believers is, you, you and I should be smart too. So that when they dangle all those temptations, don't think it's the temptation. They are coming for the power. They want to neutralize you. So that in that arena where God has placed you, you can't function. You will be riddled with compromise. They want to eliminate you from the battlefield. But God is calling us because this country is desperately in need of light. And only men can carry it. Men and women. When I say men, I mean men and women. Only men and women can carry it. It just doesn't drop from heaven. No. Somebody has to take light in a world where there is what? Darkness. Darkness. That's our commission. That's our commission. And how do we do that? First of all, I have to kneel down and say, Lord, I thank you that you are my what? Father. You are my father. From today, I want to live like your child. And I want the world around me to know that I am a child of who? Of God. I want the world around me to know that I'm a child of God. And that's why I say I love the testimony of the young man who said, my friends are coming to me. I tell them I can't do that again. That's a wonderful testimony. That's a very wonderful testimony. Men and women, it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter their background. But they have learned to say no to evil. No. 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 Can't you hear No. I don't do things like that. You see, if you and I live like that, when you now get into that place of challenge, they say never. You say, you say never? Okay. You go to your room and say, Lord, there is a man out there. He's talking as if he's who? 
Yes, so. Yes, that's how people have been eliminated. You didn't eliminate them. You just made a formal report. About time, saints of God begin to wield power on earth. The Bible says creation are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That's what will do it. When Tom, Dick, and Harry in church get into their world and the power of God is being felt, ah, revival is everywhere. So nobody's waiting for the preacher to come. Nobody's waiting for the overseer to come. Nobody's waiting for the prophet to arrive. No, the prophet is right there. The preacher is right there. That's what it is. And do you know, I want to end with what Peter discovered. There's something that Peter discovered in the house of Cornelius. I want you to come with me to Acts chapter 10 verse 34. Acts chapter 10, verse 34. I call that scripture the divine law of universal inclusion. What did I say? Divine law of universal inclusion. Everyone, look at how Peter defined that law. Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I can see that God is no respecter of what? Yes. And then the next statement. But in every nation, in every church, in every house fellowship, in every locality, in every community, whosoever fears God and does righteousness is what? That is it. Do you know that that's why nobody can tell you you can't be empowered? <laughs> you just laugh. And you say to them, fortunately for you and I, you are not God. Fortunately for you and I, you are not God. You know? Because the statement you have made is the exclusive right of who? My own father. It's the exclusive right of my own father. So that I can appear before him and I say, Lord, I want my world to know you through me. Not to know you, to know you through me. And that's how people will begin to come to you. There's something about you. Yes, the glory has come. Oh. When they begin to say there's something about you. You know. When they begin to say, ah, which uh, babalawo do you attend? Because you see, everything we have tried hasn't. Uh, no. I need to come to your babalawo. He say, yeah, come. Come, I'll bring you to God's favorite church. <laughs> Can you say amen to that? Yeah. That is the whole idea. Men and women empowered. No nonsense. And you can't mess with them all. 
It's not this Christianity where they can be messing. No, you can't mess with them. No. That's why I say to young men, say, be careful now who you mess with. You know, in church, a lot of people, we're going to talk a little bit about that tomorrow. You know, you go and meet Cecilia. I want to marry you. Then after some time, you meet uh, Priscilla. It's you I want to marry now. So what about Cecilia? No, God has said uh, no. He's saying yes to you now. God is saying yes. You see, you can be doing that. When you now tell uh, Cecilia, I won't marry you. He said, look at you, head, head like dog. Who even wants to marry you before? You see, between both of you, this is one year, year fellow. This is another year, year fellow. God doesn't bother with you. Two year, year fellows abusing each other. But the day you do that thing to a sister, say, I will marry you. Then you say, ah, God is not speaking again. He doesn't say anything to you. Then he goes and kneels down and says, Lord, Shebi, I told you that the first person to propose with me for, to me must be my husband. What is the meaning of this? From that day, you have trouble. Because finally, you have met somebody who has a standing with who? That is it. Before, you were meeting people who have no standing. And you are getting away with it. But unfortunately, you did it to somebody that knows their place and they have a place before God. They make a report. Ah. From that day, you will have trouble. That's why you know some people, before you finally, they will say, okay, go and beg her. Go and beg her. She must forgive you. You must make restitution before we can hear you on this matter again. That's how some people are locked up. Do you know how you know you are locked up? Everybody you want to marry, they don't want to marry you. It's all the people that you don't want to marry that are troubling you every day. That's how you know they've locked you up. <laughs> but when you are a child of God, you're always very careful. Because you want that anointing to be with you. You want the power to be with you. Everywhere you go, you can dare anyone. You are not afraid. You know, if they say this door is closed, you look up to heaven and say, don't worry. And, and, and don't trouble them. It's their loss. Ah. If you had come there, I would have blessed them. Now they've missed it. See, they, they, they make you realize what you are carrying, which you don't know. It's time, it's time for the people of God to arise in this country and walk in the anointing of their father. So that God may be glorified in this land. It's not just about you and I. We have been called to the land. We have been called to the land. And everywhere you are is an opportunity to showcase the glory of God. And that's why I want you to pray this morning and, and say to him, Lord, enough. Enough of mediocre kind of Christianity. I've had enough of it. Now I must live like the child of my father. I must showcase your glory everywhere I go. The power of my God must be revealed through my life so that the people who deal with me will know that I serve a living God. My brother, my sister, don't think that you are here to attend church. This is an academy. 
to raise an army for God, to raise a people for God, to raise a people that know God, to raise a people that are empowered by their God so that there will be revival in the land. And God wants you to stand up for Jesus everywhere you are. Holy Spirit, breathe, breathe, breathe the life of God into your children. That every single one of them will live here determined to walk with clean garments so that they can walk with the anointing. They qualified you the day you came. That is the difference. Elijah struggled to be qualified. Moses struggled to be qualified. But you and I were qualified the day we came. So we can start immediately. We can start immediately. You don't have to wait. You can start immediately to exercise the authority of your father. Ask the Holy Spirit to breathe his life in you. And if you know that you haven't led a life that glorify God. And you haven't really come to your father. So that his life can truly transform you. Oh, I want to pray with you, my brother. That today will mark a turning point in your life. That today will mark a new beginning. God wants to do something new. In your life. So that. He can lead you into your world to manifest his glory. Perhaps you are here. You want to surrender your heart to Jesus. Or you had gone back and you want to return to him. I want to pray with you. This is a very important moment. And you are not sure God will give you another chance. So take it now. Take it now. And say to him. Lord, I come to be cleansed, to be qualified, so that your life can be manifest through me. I'm ready to pray for everyone and anyone that is ready for this encounter with God. Wherever you are, just raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Just raise your hand. Raise it up. Raise it up to the Lord. Raise up that hand to the Lord. Wherever you are, raise that hand. Raise it well up to the Lord. Raise it up to the Lord. Raise it up. Raise it up. Raise it up to the Lord. Raise it up. Everywhere, raise up that hand to the Lord. And as many of you as have your hand raised, I want you to stand to your feet. Even if nobody has come to you, just stand to your feet and come to me and let us pray together. Just come. Just come. Just stand and come. Stand. Don't wait for another person. Just stand and come. Just as I am with Yes, keep coming from wherever you are. Keep coming. Come from wherever you are. 
Then stand up and come. God is calling you. Stand up and come. God is calling you. Yes, come, come. We're waiting for you. There's someone sitting down who should be coming. Don't sit down, then come. Come. Come a little closer. Come a little closer. I want you to put your right hand on your chest. You see, the reason why we do that sometimes is to say to God, I speak from my heart. I mean this prayer. I mean it. And how do I show I mean it? I will follow through on it. I'm going to follow through on it. That's why you put your hand on your heart. And I want you to say after me, Oh Lord my God, I thank you for your word. I ask you, Lord, to please forgive me all my sins. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and be my Lord and be my Savior. From today, by the power of your Holy Spirit. I will not go back to my old life. But I receive power now. Oh Lord my God. To lead a new life. That will glorify you. Everywhere I go. Thank you for saving me. For in Jesus name I pray. And everybody said. Amen. Okay transfer that hand on your head. Transfer it on your head. As I pray for you. Brethren, stretch forth your hand and pray for them. The Bible says in Galatians 4.19, My little children, of whom I travel again in birth, until Christ is formed in you. Pray for them that by the power and the miracle of the Holy Spirit, Christ will be formed in them. That the presence of God will abide with them everywhere they go. And that the courage from heaven will be their portion. So they can resist every evil. And resist every temptation. In Jesus name we have prayed. I can hear your amen. amen. We come to you ancient of days. The God of all heaven and earth. We come to you because you have seen today. And you have seen these ones. You are the one who drew them to yourself. Oh Lord our God, please forgive their sins in the name of Jesus Christ. Wash away their past in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, come into their heart. Be their Lord. Be their Savior. By your Holy Spirit, make your presence known to them in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh Spirit of the living God, bear witness with their spirit. 
that they have moved from death to life. From the children of the devil to the children of God. This is your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. And so Lord, every power of sin, every power of the devil, every oppression of the devil, every sickness and disease operating in their lives before they came here. Because Jesus died and rose again. Be free now in the name of Jesus Christ. I release you into the liberty of God's children. Be free to love and serve your God all the days of your life. And may every blessing and every purpose of your God be established in your life now in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, O God, for you do great and wonderful things. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Okay, please follow our brother. Follow our brother. Okay, shall we all stand? Shall we all stand? God doesn't want us to be spectators. You know, you can't go to a battle and be watching. That's too risky. No soldier goes to the battle to be a spectator. They go there to what? To fight. Yes, they go there to fight. Now, God wants you to say to him in your prayer, Lord, from today, I will no longer watch evil. Everywhere you take me, I will join forces with everyone who is resisting evil. So that God may be glorified. There's a song we used to sing. What a wonderful thing. A very wonderful thing to be free from sin and have Jesus within to be made a joint heir with Jesus, my Lord. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. About time the people of God began to know that it's wonderful to be a Christian. It is wonderful. Say to God, empower me today. Empower me today. I must no longer be timid. I must no longer be afraid. I must no longer compromise. Empower me today. Give me courage. Give me boldness. Holy Spirit, empower me today. Empower me today. I cannot stand on my own. Oh God, empower me today. Empower me today. Give me the grace to resist every temptation, every compromise so that the very life of my God can show in me and through me. The life of my God must show through me. The life of my God must show through me. The life of my God must show through me. I am born of God. I am born of God. My world must know it. My world must know that I am born of God. Jesus said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive. As you are praying, believe that you are receiving now. That that power you are asking for, you are receiving it now. Begin to receive that power. Lord, I receive that power to represent you in my world. I receive him now. And now, 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 I receive him now. The power to represent you in my world.
and to prove to you that that power is real. If you are sick in your body, touch that place. Let that power go there now and confirm to me. Let that power go there now. You are sick in your body, you're pressed. Begin to address the things that are oppressing you. Let that power prove itself now, oh God. The power I have received, I have received it. He said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive. Receive now, receive now. And then let the power begin to work now. The Bible says the first, the husband man must be the first partaker. Be the first partaker of the power of God in your life. Be the first partaker of the power of God in your life. Be the first partaker of the power of God in your life. The husband man must be the first partaker. Be the first partaker of the power of Almighty God in your life. The Lord said to tell you, don't wait now. From today, never wait. Everywhere you are, whatever the challenge, call on the power of God that is resident in your life. Don't look to the right or the left. Look up. And say, Lord, let the power come down and glorify your name. That's your privilege. That's your privilege. Having received, you can call on that power. It's available to you now. Everywhere you go. Everywhere men challenge you. Everywhere devils challenge you. You can call on the power to come down and to glorify the Father. Everywhere they want to make you afraid. Everywhere they want to intimidate you. Find a corner and whisper to heaven that the power should come down and glorify the Father. Holy Spirit, our Lord told us that you will remind us of everything you have told us. I release the spirit of remembrance upon you. That every word God has spoken to your heart, you will remember from today in the name of Jesus Christ. I release the spirit of empowerment. That everywhere you are, and the power of God needs to be there to glorify God. As you call on heaven, May heaven answer you in the name of Jesus. Father, these, we all are your children. The world must know you through us. The world must see you through us. The world must touch you through us. The anointing to be a vessel unto honor. Release upon your people now in the name of Jesus Christ. That everywhere they go, oh God. The world will know you through them. And now to God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, eternal, immortal, invisible, be all honor and glory, now and forever. In Jesus' name.